BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Good morning. Welcome to Fantasy Sports Today here on SportsGrid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. We've got uh, the division series in baseball getting ready to start in a little bit over an hour and a half from now, we'll recap Monday Night Football and certainly go over everything in fantasy football, no doubt. Davis, great to be back with you here on this Tuesday. Very exciting game, of course, last night in the NFL, right down uh, to the very last second of the game and also included a lot of controversy in this one on the field and then after the game as well. Yeah, we had uh, the uh, the roughing the passer penalty that everyone hates so much right now that uh, that was the emphasis. Then we had, you know, Devontae Adams and uh, fourth down calls. I mean, I by, by the way, I mean, like if, if you are going to be a journalist for the NFL, like can we can we make it a rule that you have to have passed college statistics if you're going to cover the NFL, like just, just not even, you know, you don't have to, you know, be able to make your own mathematical models or anything, but the, the amount of, things wrong that we get about these fourth down decisions. It's like, it's 2022. You're not, the, the cat is not going back in the bag. You know what I'm saying? Like the, these teams are just going to keep doing the right mathematical thing, even if it doesn't always work out. I just don't, I don't understand why this is, we're still getting mad about this. There's more interesting stuff to talk about. Yeah. Big fantasy day though, for a lot yesterday, also injuries yesterday as well. So let's get right into it here. As we begin with our top stories here on this Tuesday, Travis Kelsey is the hero last night in fantasy. He scores four touchdowns as the Chiefs beat the Raiders by a point. As we mentioned yesterday here on the show, the Panthers have fired their head coach, Matt Rule. The Atlanta Braves extend Spencer Strider, six years, 75 million. Also the Phillies who play the Braves coming up at one o'clock Eastern have removed the interim tag from Rob Thompson with a two-year deal. And they also announced this morning, Davis, that their closer, or at least their eighth inning guy, uh, David Robertson, who jumped up in the air after one of the home runs that the Phillies hit in their last series, ended up straining his calf, and he is out for the National League Division Series. You can't make this stuff up, but that's the story there. Uh, Braves and Phillies start their Division Series coming up one o'clock Eastern. Um, but maybe, maybe the biggest story to come out of that game last night, now that we're sort of pushing it forward here, Davis, a little bit, and we'll get into the fantasy standouts, is Devontae Adams, who after the game ended up pushing a photographer down. I know he apologized, but I don't know that that's going to be enough. I mean, who knows? We know that some sort of fine is coming here, too. But usually when this happens, players get suspended. And I mean, certainly that has to be in the possibility. If, if Devontae Adams is on your team, you may miss him for one week. 
He's got to be suspended. Uh, you can't, you can't, uh, you know, as as a, a multimillionaire be pushing around the proletariat, right? It just doesn't doesn't work that way. You don't get to uh, lash out and be angry at uh, you know the people who are just providing services around you. Uh, not cool from Devonte Adams. And look, I get it. I'm not. I'm not saying Devonte Adams is a bad guy. He's evil. We need to cancel Devonte Adams. I don't think any of that's true. I think he probably. I mean horrible loss right i mean the raiders they're up they're up 17 to 0 they they have a chance to win at the end i mean josh mcdaniel and the raiders have to just be feeling like what do we have to do to beat the kansas city chiefs i mean Derek carr against patrick Mahomes, it's like the all-time big brother little brother thing they just cannot get these games over on the kansas city chiefs and uh so i i get it you know and and you know your your testosterone's going crazy and then the emotions high i get it but you, you know, there are con- like everything in life. There are consequences for your actions. He's got to be suspended a game. I mean, there's just no. The NFL's got to suspend him for at least one game. Uh, you pay your fine, probably settle. You know, have some sort of lawsuit with this guy. The Raiders aren't yeah. going to make the playoffs. It, well, what does it matter anyways? I mean, the Raiders are not. Win- they're not doing anything. So you know what? W- what's the point? Devonte Adams, you know, miss miss your game, and uh, I mean, it stinks obviously if you have him for fantasy because. Uh, Devontae Adams, pretty good. I I can think of a team that plays in Wisconsin that could maybe use the services of one Mr. Adams right now. Yeah, no doubt. It's interesting that the Chargers are known, Davis, as the team that blows a lot of games. The Raiders are the team that I think, it's not that they blow games. It feels like the Raiders could easily be 5-0 and this season. Easy, one or two plays. They could make, We could have a completely different conversation about this team this season, but the Raiders are that team that in the end have the loss that could have uh, got the win. Before we get to fantasy standouts, also Darren Waller with a hamstring issue yeah. missed this game, and and that's you know clearly a significant injury moving forward. Yeah, it is, uh, and uh, we'll we'll get reacquainted with our old buddy Foster Moreau, uh, who did not play in this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been dealing with a small injury. Got two limited practices in last week. If you're out there, you know, needing a tight end, I, I think Foster Moreau and Darren Waller's out generally is a pretty strong option. Uh, but, uh, you know, the Raiders is kind of interesting. They are one in four. Their average point differential in losses is three and a half points. Their point differential on the season is only 14 points, only negative 14 points. I mean, you know, that that's a coin flip here or there. That's an extra first down here or there. I mean, I, and I, I feel kind of bad for McDaniels, but uh, it is also, I mean, it is just so funny. Like, oh, the AFC West, it's going to be the best division we've ever seen the Chiefs are just going to win again. You know, it's the best division we've ever seen. Chiefs win 13 games, and and that's just it. Yeah, I mean, look, the Browns, you know, within, what, two two feet of a, of a ball win that game against the Chargers uh, on Sunday. Yep. So, yep. yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious who the best team is. By the way, Chargers are okay, but not close to, to where I, I don't think where the Chiefs are. Same. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into it and talk about the fantasy standouts from Kansas City side and also from – the Las Vegas Raiders side, definitely a good night if you were down with some of these players going into the final game. So stay on the grid. We'll cover that for you next right here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. Also, don't forget, coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern, a full preview of all the Division Series games on Newswire. Right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. A couple of different news and notes here before we get to our fantasy standouts. Uh, first of all, there's a report stating uh, Davis that the photographer that was pushed down by Devonta Adams has filed a police report. So naturally, you know what that is coming. I think you mentioned it, some sort of civil suit of some kind in all likelihood. Uh, we'll find out the ramifications from Adams, by the way, later today. It's uh, you know, still early in Las Vegas, so there's time there. Uh, also, uh, NFL Network's Tom Pelissauro reporting that Damian Harris Davis out multiple weeks for the New England Patriots. So I guess the question is for those people who are running the waiver wire before we come back here uh, on Wednesday, uh, that opens up a running back spot on New England. We know they like to use two guys. I know Ramondre uh, Stevenson's going to get, you know, 70% of it, but it's, this is New England we're talking about here, right? So like there's going to be somebody else in the mix. Yeah. So there are a couple options here. We have Pierre Strong Jr. who was on the active roster, uh, you know, and, and actually was deactivated last week. So they just went with Ramondre and Damian last week. They ended up giving Ramondre 26 carries. Uh, he got to, he, uh, he's, he's been a kick and punt returner for them. I, I would assume he is going to be ahead of JJ Taylor, but uh, I mean, you know what happens when you make assumptions of Patriots running backs, right? I mean, that can go, that can go. I would say probably you're bidding on both of them. I, it's it's going to be hard to start either one of them next week against Cleveland, but uh, I mean they are they are both pretty interesting. Yeah, Adrian Peterson not not back for another run here with New England. Not, well, Ty Montgomery will be back. Ty Montgomery's on the IR with an ankle injury. He will be back uh, before their bye week in Week Ten, according to okay. reporting. So that's another wrench in there. Yeah, definitely so. Okay, now let's get to the fantasy standouts from last night. And uh, let's get right to it. Patrick Mahomes yesterday, a huge rally in the second half of this game with four touchdowns, also threw for 252 passing yards and 28 rushing yards. On the ground, it was Jarek McKinnon as the leader with 58 rush yards, two receptions, and 19 yards. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, six receptions for 90 yards yesterday. But my goodness, Travis Kelsey, 24 points on touchdowns. Another seven points on reception, so that's about 33. And another two or three points on receiving yards. So, hey, a 35-point night from your tight end. Uh, it was all Kelsey in the end zone yesterday. 
Yeah, I mean, I just you're just probably not going to win your fantasy football league this year unless you drafted Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. Those guys are giving you, I mean, not even like a five, six, seven, eight point advantage on on a given week. You know, you're starting David and Joku, you're starting T.J. Hawkinson, you're starting, uh, I mean, even a Darren Waller, a George Kittle, Kyle Pitts type. I mean, you're losing by 15, 20, 25 points a week to these guys. It is unbelievable. And the same thing is true, by the way, with uh, uh, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, a quarterback. Those guys have been so, so valuable at uh, quarterback. I mean, I do think probably the most interesting fantasy stuff going on with the Chiefs is that you're not really starting any of their wide receivers, which is is shocking. I know Scantling. Scantling had the good night last night, but I I think that uh, that was as a result of the scheme that the Las Vegas Raiders were playing. They were doing a lot less of that too high safety stuff that so many teams have used effectively against the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you go into that too high safety stuff, you take away the top, you know, you take away the old Tyreek Hill routes. That's going to be where Valdez Scantling kind of makes his living. And I mean, we saw it in the first half. Like these guys just can't get open. These Chiefs wide receivers cannot get open. And Mahomes really has to. I mean, he's got to just be Superman to get that. Like, I don't recall in the Mahomes tenure them ever looking more vulnerable other than we go back to this time last year, those Bills and Titans losses. Remember how bad the Chiefs right. were against the Titans? They looked awful. I am I'm firmly expecting the Chiefs to not look that good against the Bills this weekend. Now, do I think the Chiefs are going to figure it out? And do I think that a home playoff game at Arrowhead is a lot different than a week six game against the Bills at Arrowhead? Absolutely. But um, yeah, and, and McKinnon too. McKinnon uh, has led the backfield in snaps three weeks in a row. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, when he's not scoring touchdowns from the three-yard line, he did almost get another one last night. His his butt cheek was down on uh, on the one-yard line last night. But, I mean, McKinnon is probably the guy you would say is going to lead the Chiefs in backfield points the rest of the way. And, and Isaiah Pacheco played only two snaps. Yeah, no, it's uh, Kelsey or nothing, basically, for the Chiefs at this point this season, at least from a starting perspective. All right, now let's take a look at the Raiders. Great first half. Uh, a pretty good second half, by the way, too. It's just the Chiefs came on so strong there. Uh, by the way, Raiders did cover the seven points. Probably want to point that out too. Derek Carr threw for 241 passing yards and two touchdowns. Josh Jacobs had his best game of the season with 154 on the ground. And how about those five receptions? That was stunning. 39 receiving yards. Devontae Adams, three for 124 and two touchdowns. Hunter Renfro, four for 25 for him. And uh, and at this point, as, as we mentioned, honestly, uh, Davis for Kansas City, the Raiders are probably going to score 20 points a game or so. And they only have one receiver slash tight end that's kind of worth starting. I can't believe we're saying that at this point, but Waller, uh, they have a bye, by the way, this week, but Waller has not been great. Renfro has been out. Devontae Adams must start. Beyond that, it's bye week fill-ins. Yeah, I mean, and Jacobs and Adams, you're you're just starting them every single week. I, I Renfro seemed like he was getting eased back in a little bit. Yeah. He had missed two consecutive games with a concussion. He played only 55% of their offensive snaps. And for a lot of the time in the first half, they were just, I mean, in the first half, they were just running the ball, right? They get the long touchdown to Devontae Adams, and then they kind of just sat on it because, I mean, and this is kind of why the the Raiders, it feels like they always lose to the Chiefs. is like they're just not, quite, you know, they're really aggressive in one spot, and then they pull it back. It, it feels like if they could have gotten, um, so at the, end of the, at the end of the first half, they end up punting and giving the ball back to Mahomes with what was it like 21 seconds left or whatever and then they they get um they got a penalty and then they got a, a long gain to Kelsey 
or uh, to Valdez scaling and then they set up a field goal and it's just like well teams never learn I mean do teams never learn about what to do against the Chiefs you can I mean this they were down 28 to 0 against the Texans in the playoffs and ended up winning that game at Arrowhead it's like these teams will just never learn that you cannot take your foot and it's same thing is true for the Bills and I think the Eagles too I mean we saw this with the Jaguars Eagles game the Jaguars were up 14 to 0 against the Eagles it's like I just don't – I don't know if these I, – I truly don't know if coaches who learned how to coach, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, maybe they are just incapable. I mean, maybe they literally cannot learn. Their brains will not allow them to keep the foot on the gas when they're up against these teams. But the, the, those three teams specifically, the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Eagles, I mean, they are they are just playing a different game than the, the other 28 teams in football are. It's insane. Yeah, we'll get those two two of those three teams facing off against each other this weekend. So hypothetically speaking, if if um, if Waller is out next week, they won't play this week. If Waller is out next week and Devontae Adams is suspended, then you know what are the options there for the Raiders? Because you probably have to pick up somebody right now and just stash them and just wait for two weeks. Uh, so I think it would be Foster Moreau would be the first guy I would pick up, assuming that Waller is going to miss, because in the last game that Moreau played, which was in week three, he actually played more total snaps than Darren Waller did. Uh, their other guy, Jesper Horstead, uh, I, I think he went to Harvard. He definitely went to the Ivy League. I mean, he's just like a total third tight end filler type guy. And they'll probably sign someone off the waiver wire as well. You know, a, a Mason Shrek type I didn't make that name up that guy really does play for the Houston Texans but they'll have someone um and then honestly if if Adams misses you do have to assume that Mac Collins who has done nothing not a zero right. receptions against the Chiefs since uh that huge blow up game in week three you do have to assume he would kind of take over that role and be a good uh you know bye week fill-in because we are Craig I mean look go look at some of your fantasy teams out there everyone go, go look at some of the options you're gonna have to choose with injuries and bye week starting like there's nothing out there. You are screwed right now. Yeah, no, I, I looked this morning because I have Waller. And, uh, you know, we talked about this, I think, yesterday. We're going to talk about Taysom Hill coming up. I'm like, hey, that's an easy that's an easy fill-in right there for me, you know? So I'm just going to throw him in and I'll be fine. But, like, I was looking at running back this morning, Davis, and I have Jamal Williams. And so he's off. And what do I do? <laughs> like, there's, I just don't have anyone. Like, there's, like Daryl Henderson. It's like, I just don't have a running back to put in this week. Maybe playing both Bears. I mean, I, I don't know what else to do. Anyway, we'll get into that later in the week. Coming up next, we'll dive into some potential options for you ahead of the game here on Fantasy Today. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Getting a head start on some of the decisions that you ha- may have to make coming up here, Davis, in fantasy football. And uh, and the reason why I, I think some of the key decisions become a little bit easier, honestly, this week is because we have the bye weeks. And I mean, we, we barely can't find players to play anyway, Davis, especially at the running back and tight end position. So, I mean, we're going to do some start sit here and talk about it, but a lot are going to be starts. I just don't see a ton of options on the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, it is, I, I think, I guess, uh, thankfully for a lot of us who are playing in these leagues, I mean, there do seem to be a plethora of options this week. We had backfield injuries in Arizona, backfield injuries in Seattle, backfield injuries in New England. We got some tight ends missing time. Of course, we have uh, my, my favorite best ball pick of all time, Taysom Hill, eligible at tight end, my highest drafted player in best ball this season. And um yeah, I mean, there, but, and wide receiver stuff too. I mean, we guys got, we got guys coming in and out. We have this Raiders situation. We have the Jaguars flip-flopping, you know, Marvin Jones leads the Jaguars and targets the most recent week. Like there is, um, you, you just are to, to win this year. There's no doubt. You just have to be super active on the waiver wire. Yeah, no, definitely. So, and at least starting now, if you haven't been thus far. All right. Uh, I picked up Taysom Hill a couple of weeks ago, just on a whim, just to see what would happen. And boy, am I uh, lucky. I, I made that decision. Now, Davis, I didn't play him this past week. So a zero from Waller for me and a 40 from Taysom Hill on my bench. But I, I think that when you look at it, and I know we talked about this yesterday, there's probably, I, I would say Davis, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong. There's probably two, maybe three tight ends in fantasy football that you would start above Hill. But I'm going to guess that a lot of people don't have those. And so that naturally would be Kelsey. It would be Andrews. I I still think you can make the case for Kittle, even though it's been a slow start. But after that, Davis, like Hill's a bona fide tight end starter right now, isn't he? I would say the guys you're starting over him every week for sure are Kelsey, Andrews, Goddard. That's 100%. You would never think about. You would never think about benching those guys. Honestly, to me, and I tweeted this yesterday, people disagreed. I would also put Waller on that list if he is healthy. Now, obviously, he's not, and they're heading into the bye week. But Waller has such a long – I mean, he's got a four-year track record of um, you know, being super above average per target. He, before last night, led the NFL in routes run by a target. Like, he's just out there a ton. He does generate a lot of targets, even with Devontae Adams. Then I think the guys you're debating it are Njoku, Kittle, TJ Hawkinson and Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has had, uh, I think, 19 targets the last two weeks. So it's pretty close. But, you know, if you are out there, I mean, honestly, like even Hawkinson, like just give me Taysom, right? Because Taysom is going to, I mean, you know, TJ Hawkinson had one catch for six yards this last week. Taysom's going to probably give you, I don't know, four or five more zeros the rest of the season. But Taysom is also going to give you, I, I would, I right now I would bet Taysom will have more games with 20 points or more than Hawkinson will for the rest of the year, right? And and just guys like that, you know, and, and you know, Tyler Higby, guys like that. I mean, just give me Taysom because he's just got yeah. so much more ceiling. 
Yeah, I mean, the Saints are winning with him. I mean, I, I don't know why they would go away from that uh, of, for his usage, but we will see. All right, another mistake I made this past week was playing David Montgomery over uh, Khalil Herbert. Boy, that, that cost me another 10 points last week. And it, it does still seem as though the Bears are committed to Montgomery when he's healthy. He got the goal line carries. He caught the passes out of the backfield. And Herbert was a backup again. So... I mean, I, I guess that, I mean, is, is Herbert even a flex option at this point? Because I, I think that he may be better than Montgomery, but I don't think the coaching staff sees it that way. Yeah, I mean, I, David Montgomery is like, we we hate guys like David Montgomery in fantasy. They don't really do anything special. He doesn't break off long runs. He, you know, like, like he's like the opposite of someone like Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley. Like he gets all of his value by just being out there on the field. Whereas, you know, guys that we really like, Austin Eckler, and, you know, they're doing it all via efficiencies. Like, all the, the Chargers are on the 29-yard line, and uh, Austin Eckler gets around the corner, and, oh, he's gone. Touchdown, 11-point play, right? I mean, David Montgomery is never doing that. But in his first game back from this ankle injury, 72% of the snaps and, uh, you know, just far and away led the team in touches, 12 carries, four from her. And it's not like Montgomery, you know, racked up a ton of yards or anything. I mean, he, he did have 62 receiving yards, zero targets for Khalil Herbert, but uh, you know, we, we don't expect the bears. I mean, honestly, to just even be passing enough to really support that Herbert. I mean, you're, you're, I, I would not start him until Montgomery gets injured again or whatever. But once you've already seen a guy take that role, I mean, same thing for like Rashad white, like I'm not dropping Rashad white right now, even if Fournette got all these carries last week. Like these are, you know, one some of the best handcuffs in the league are guys who are in just a two-man backfield, right? That's one of the things we always talk about. Two-man backfield, fine. Three-man backfield, nightmare. Both of those guys are in a strict two-man backfield. So not not starting Khalil Herbert, but definitely not dropping him. Okay, fair enough. Now the next question comes with a guy that we didn't think we'd be talking about like this this season, but we are here. Uh, it is Aaron Rodgers. Now, naturally... You know, bye weeks this week, you have Carr off, you have Goff off. So, you know, you got to bump up some quarterbacks, Davis, especially in these one quarterback leagues. But naturally, I, I don't think that the numbers are coming back to where they used to be. I guess the question is, do you like the matchup for him this week? Uh, no, I mean, I, the Packers could be playing uh, a local Pop Warner team, and I don't think I would like the matchup for Aaron Rodgers. Like, the, the, the Aaron Rodgers who was going to throw for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns, I mean – it just doesn't exist. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has not uh, thrown for more than 255 yards this year. He is taking sacks at a way above average clip for his career. Uh, 6.1% sack percentage this year. You know, they they haven't gotten it. Like, A.J. Dillon looked amazing that first week of the season. We're like, oh, my God, A.J. Dillon, he's the league. I mean, certainly I thought that A.J. Dillon was going to be a league winner after seeing that usage in week one. He's been pretty bad. Like their their whole passing game is basically um, Alan Lazard inside the five yard line and Romeo Dobbs on wide receiver screens. They're they're not really throwing the ball deep. Basically, like one play action shot per game. If someone comes down with it, good. Like obviously, you can do worse than Aaron Rodgers for a streamer. You know, in in general, like he's going to give you probably two passing touchdowns, and and he has. Um, crushed the Jets in his career's average passing line, 1.7 touchdowns, 319 yards per game against the Jets in his career. And like, I don't know, could you start Aaron Rodgers this week? But I mean, I'd rather start Geno Smith. I, I would tell you that much. Um, you know, Geno is is like the man. So I, I got, I have Rodgers as a sit this week, but 
mean, obviously needs to be owned in 12 team leagues, I think. Yeah, I think so for sure. And then our, our final uh, player, I, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, no matter what, I think is a must start just because the competition to me is not there, but no one's going to like it. But Melvin Gordon Davis, even, even in that horrible game last week, ended up getting like eight, nine points. And so he's a player, he's running, he's on a, an NFL team. He's a starting running back. He's had success in the past. If the ball's near the goal line, He's hypothetically, I think, going to get the ball. So I, I just don't think that there are 24 better running backs to start than Melvin Gordon right now. I just don't see it. So it's it's pretty interesting. Melvin Gordon started that game out the first three quarters. I mean, he wasn't giving up any work to anyone. You know, Mike Boone was coming in on a couple third downs or whatever, but he was really bad in that game. I mean, and, and also, to be fair to Melvin Gordon, uh, the entire team was bad. It was uh, the the 41 PFF grade that Melvin Gordon got it was his worst uh his worst PFF grade at running back for his time uh in Denver he had 15 rushes 3.6 yards per carry did do okay in the passing game but in the end only ended up playing 56 percent of the snaps because when it got to be the fourth quarter in overtime they put him on the bench and they brought Mike Boone in Mike Boone was playing all the long down and distance all the third down stuff what really remains to be seen is, so they signed Latavius Murray off the Saints practice squad. They didn't play him on Thursday night. They said it was too quick of a turnaround for him coming back because he was in London with the Saints, came back, is on the Broncos rot, and they're like, yeah, he's just not ready. So what's interesting is there, there's this unknown variable in this game against the Chargers. You know, they get down to the five-yard line. You know, Jerry Judy gets tackled on the five-yard line. Melvin Gordon's on the field. Do they sub Melvin Gordon off, bring Latavius in, use him as the goal line back? That's kind of the role. That, that's the role that Latavius has excelled in in his time in the NFL. He is a really good goal line rusher. If not, if they just keep Melvin Gordon in there, I mean, not only is Melvin Gordon a top 24 running back, given how bad the running back position has been and all these injuries, you know, Rashad Penny's gone, James Conner's gone, uh, you know, Damian Harris is gone, probably a top 15 running back this upcoming week against the Chargers. And, uh, but it's just like, it's Melvin Gordon, right? At, at the end of the day, it's still Melvin Gordon. He'll probably be fine, but the, like the Broncos are looking for a scapegoat, right? They are just looking that they got to blame someone. They can't blame their $250 million quarterback. They don't want to blame their new head coach. Who's on this four-year contract. Like Melvin Gordon getting benched for Latavius Murray this week. If he starts out slow again, not really going to surprise me, but yeah, you got to start Melvin if you have him, I think. Oh, uh, by the way, is, is uh, you mentioned Arizona. Let's hit that real quick. Is Connor definitely out? And what are the options there? So they had three running back injuries on Sunday. James Connor has a rib injury. Darrell Williams has a knee injury. And their third down, kind of like break glass in case of emergency guy, Jonathan Ward, who normally only plays special teams, has a hamstring injury. Now it's Tuesday afternoon. We don't have a practice report or anything sure. yet. So we don't know. My guess would be at least two of those guys are not going to play. Uh, which would leave, you know, Eno Benjamin as like this incredible play this week against uh, uh, the Seattle Seahawks, I believe. But definitely something to note really close tomorrow before you do your waiver bids. Okay, we'll check that out for sure. Coming up next, it's time for some fantasy or reality. And then it's the Sports Grid at 60. If you're a fan of hot sauce, maybe this one is for you. Coming up, got a funny story there. Uh, Also, as a reminder, 2 o'clock Eastern, I'll be right back here for another edition of Newswire as we get ready to cover the Major League Baseball Division Series, which start in an hour and a half from now with the Atlanta Braves and Philadelphia Phillies. Craig Mish Davis Maddock with you here on FST on this Tuesday. And we'll be back after these brief messages. So don't go away. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you're following us on social media, give us a like for some of our tweets, if you wouldn't mind. That's at SportsGrid and at SportsGridTV for the latest news, notes, information, Picks against the spread, obviously, for a lot of our content here. And, uh, Davis, big news in the sports betting world as Fanatics is officially getting into sports wagering. We've been hearing a lot of news on this on my Newswire show. I've been talking about this a ton. But uh, Fanatics going to have sports betting coming up here real quick in 2023. Everywhere except for New York, ironically, is what it looks like here. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely love – I just want as many – market makers as possible entering the sports wagering arena right i want i want espn getting in i want fanags getting in i want yahoo getting in because who ends up winning when all of these books are competing against each other it's the consumer right the more uh the more you know uh monopoly-esque the sports betting industry is the harder it is for the consumer it's going to be harder to get you know real action down on player props you're going to get limited faster the deposit bonuses are going to dry up, the, the free bets, the, the boosted parlays, all of that goes down. Whereas, you know, if, if BetMGM and Fanatics and Yahoo and DraftKings and FanDuel are all competing with each other, it's going to remain good for the consumer. Um, so I, 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 I love to see this. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely for sure. We'll cover it two o'clock Eastern right here on Newswire. All right. Now it's time for some fantasy or reality. All right, Davis, let's get started with the Carolina Panthers. And naturally, they could go a lot of different ways uh, now and even in the offseason. I, I think we know by now that no, nothing significant happens at the trade deadline. We build it up for nothing every year and then nothing happens. So uh, to talk about this now, I don't know is realistic, but definitely I think to consider in the offseason, I think is a possibility. Uh, Carolina Panthers may have to head back into a rebuild again. I, I'm, not, I'm just not sure, Davis, which way they could head. They just don't have a ton of talent outside of two players 
who we know very well. And that, of course, is DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey. But uh, could McCaffrey be on the move? I know there's some cap ramifications I was reading about yesterday with this, too. Fantasy or reality, the Panthers should trade Christian McCaffrey. I mean, yeah, they, they should trade him if they could get anything for him. But, I mean, what who who is going to trade meaningful draft capital to take on uh, $27 million of dead cap for a running back? I mean, I, I don't really see a team in the league that would do this. Uh, I don't really think there are any teams that can afford it. Uh, you know, they, they, there was that report that, you know, made fantasy Twitter go crazy yesterday about one, one guy reported the bills have inquired about Christian McCaffrey. Then another guy says the bills haven't inquired about Christian McCaffrey. I mean, what, why do the bills even want Christian McCaffrey? Like any play that is not Josh Allen launching the ball with his cannon down the field is negative for them. I mean, every time the bills hand the ball off, you're like, Oh, this again like why can't we just watch josh allen go do something and people by the way they've done this with the chiefs too people people do this thing with the chiefs of like oh my god imagine how good christian mccaffrey would be on the chiefs you know who's good on the chiefs jarek mckinnon who makes mm-hmm. 1.4 million dollars per year nice. right that's uh he's pretty good for the kansas City. it's just like it's it's so different i mean obviously 20 years ago uh, you would have had to have traded uh, the farm and the farmhouse and uh, every everything else you own to get a guy as good as Christian McCaffrey. And honestly, I feel kind of bad for, you know, McCaffrey and Saquon and uh, Alvin Kamara, you know, all these great guys who just play this position who we just understand is so devalued in the modern game. But I mean, I mean, if you get a third round pick in the situation that the Panthers are in for Christian McCaffrey, yeah, I mean, do it. Why not? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, should the Panthers trade McCaffrey? I- I'm going to say fantasy. I'm going to say fantasy. I, I don't know. I-, I just think that that it's very difficult to sell your fan base on back-to-back rebuilds. And if you trade McCaffrey, that is where you're at. Now, conceptually speaking, I think Davis is spot on. And And honestly, if he's your biggest asset and you're this far away, I think it's a strong possibility. What the Panthers should be doing and uh, whether it's Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson or you know or CJ Stroud or someone else they have got to get the number 1 overall pick in the draft like that that has got to be their mission starting right now they are clearly to me at this point not going into the year but at this point Davis I I cannot say that they are better than Houston I I think they may be the worst team in the NFL so if that is the case you are you are you know, I hate the tanking believe me but you are going down to the bottom you are taking your pick of these quarterbacks, and then you're you're doing what you should have done two, three years ago. And that's where I think got Matt Rule in trouble. He kept trying to take these reclamation project quarterbacks and figuring it out. It didn't work. Hang on to McCaffrey for next year. Bring in your starting quarterback. If DJ Moore is the guy you want to trade, okay, fine. That's that's to get some assets back to the future, sure. But you are going to really hamstring whoever your new quarterback is if you end up trading McCaffrey too. So I'm gonna go opposite of Davis here. I'm gonna go fantasy. All right, uh, making the rounds yesterday, <laughs> this was pretty funny because I did watch this game intently because this was my pick of the week. Uh, watching, watching Washington take on Tennessee. I remember Davis and I went head-to-head on this one. And Washington first down, two-yard line. All they got to do is score a touchdown, Davis. I'm like, yep, yeah, Carson Wentz going to win this game for me. And they did not. And boy, Ron Rivera yesterday, let's be honest, he threw Wentz under the bus. He was asked about... The difference between the teams in the NFC East and his, he answered in one word, it is quarterback. And Rivera, Rivera, right, by the way, Davis, but is taking an absolute beating because generally the coaches do not throw their starting quarterbacks like five weeks in under the bus. 
Meanwhile, Wentz's numbers are top 10 in the NFL, too. Look, we know who Wentz is. I understand that. But Davis, Ron Rivera going in on Carson Wentz, blaming him for the reason they're at where they're at was uncalled for. Fantasy or reality? So this thing is, uh, it's like all kinds of interesting because he did add some more context to what, I mean, obviously the, the quote that was going around was, what's different about your team? And, it's, and it just says quarterback. And then he continues to talk a little bit. And he did make a point that I generally agree with, which is Jalen Hurts has been on the Eagles roster for three years. Dak and Cooper Rush have been on the Cowboys roster for five years for Rush, seven years for Dak, I think is, is the, maybe six years for Dak. And then Daniel Jones is entering into his fifth season with the Giants. So he, what he was saying was like, I've had a different quarterback every year I've coached here, right? I had Alex Smith. I had Ryan T- or, uh, uh, Taylor Heineke. I had Ryan Fitzpatrick. And now I have Carson Wentz. It's just, and the, the Colts, like, I mean, we've seen this with the Colts. They have a new dusty old quarterback every year and they're never good enough. And it is so funny though. Like this is Carson Wentz is the all time you know, I can fix him, guy. You look at Carson Wentz, you see the physical tools, he can run, he's mobile, he can make these crazy off-platform throws. I mean, even in the game they just lost to the Titans, he did make two of the best throws of the entire weekend of those those deep balls to De'Ami Brown. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks, I mean, Cooper Rush is not making those throws. I guarantee you Cooper Rush could not make those touchdown passes. But Wentz just has this thing that just breaks in his brain when he gets under pressure, and he just makes... I mean, one, he is like the worst quarterback of all 32 starting quarterbacks of taking sacks in the NFL. And then sometimes to avoid those sacks, he just makes these crazy interceptions. No, it's not uncalled for. I mean, if I was having to deal with Carson Wentz every single day, and he's got to be prickly too, don't you think? Because all his coaches never have anything nice to say about him after he leaves. They uh, Unilaterally, they all hate him when he's gone. So I, I got to say fantasy, not uncalled for. Okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, uncalled for, uh, for me, uncalled for. Uh, Ron Rivera is uh, 100% right in this situation, no question about it. Uh, the reason why Washington's not as good is because of Wentz. I watched that game in the fourth pretty thoroughly. A lot of the other games, Davis, were in the books at that point, so it was easy to turn on. It was brutal. Uh, third and what was it third and 20 five yard pass like quick pat like made no sense fans are booing i i honestly this is one of those situations davis where i gotta go back to doug peterson and and my guy howie in philadelphia how in the world did they get carson Wentz so good in philadelphia i mean he was great as a member of the eagles like fantastic and then he you know, regressed a little bit falls wins the super bowl i get it but that Super Bowl season, it was Wentz's season until the playoffs. I, I don't know what's happened, but you can't do that, man. You can't do that. You you cannot just throw your quarterback under the bus until you get to the point where the bus has left the station. They still have like 11 weeks to go. How is everybody going to view that the rest of the year? Everybody's going to be looking at him like, oh, this is the reason why we're losing. Ugh. Ron Rivera, by the way, what's so good about Ron Rivera? What has he won? Nothing in Washington. Doesn't look good. Fantasy. He went too far. Uh, okay, now this is really funny because there is a very popular hot sauce and the name of it is Texas Pete, for those of you who are into hot sauce. And for me personally, I thought that this was funny because it has the moniker of being called Texas Pete. And we found out that, uh, and it's been going viral and around, that Texas uh, Pete's hot sauce is not actually produced, Davis, in Texas. I'm sure you saw this too. So a man decided it's false advertising. I'm going to sue uh, Texas Pete 
for false advertising, fantasy reality, this man will win his lawsuit against Texas Pete's hot sauce. Uh, I mean, I, I hope so. I, I, I always love, I always love to see, uh, the, the little man. And it's so funny to actually see any of these lawsuits against mega corporations see court. Cause it, uh, in general, that never happens, right? Like in general, these, these things always get settled or, or, you know, the judge is like, no, I'm not gonna, not gonna hear this. So, uh, I, I will say hopefully reality. I will say though, uh, in the hierarchy of hot sauces, Texas Pete is like, uh, you know, it's fine, right? Texas Pete to me is fine. It's it's a little too salty for me. I prefer, uh, my my preferred is Tabasco, which uh, a lot of people who are like real hot sauce snobs, you know, they go to these like artisanal hot sauce places or whatever. They 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 totally uh, thumb their noses at, uh, or they turn their noses up at, at Tabasco. They say it's too vinegary. But for me, I mean, Tabasco is pretty much, the the perfect hot sauce so that's uh that's neither here nor there but i wanted it on the record yeah this is uh this is silly and it's a fantasy but I, but i do i do like the idea look I, the one thing that i could say dave is is everybody has a hustle right everybody's got one out there they've got their means they've got their ways of, di- of doing things you don't necessarily agree with them sometimes uh but this is uh definitely one that he is not uh gonna win in this but a funny story for sure and and davis you know uh in my younger days probably when i was your age not to sound like the old man on the cloud here uh, yelling at the cloud i was very much into uh was it crystal hot sauce is that is that right is crystal the name of hot sauce did i get that correct that that was one yeah crystal crystal was one i don't know if it still is yeah I, i used to use that in tabasco right that was the other but i i just can't handle the hot sauce anymore man like I watch hot ones. I think that show is funny and like, you know, there's a lot of memes about those, but I just can't handle it anymore. I don't know what happened to me. I got old, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's well, And like, that's such a thing that changes in today's culture. Like this is such a weird thing, but like condiments are like huge on social media, like on TikTok and stuff. And I'm too old for TikTok even, but like, there's like a always new, like Sriracha had its moment what was that like five, six years ago? And I was, I, you know, I was, which is delicious, but I was late on that. But the condiment culture, I mean, what a funny thing to exist in 2022. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So that takes care of fantasy reality. Coming up next, it's the Sports Grid 60 for us. And then for a lot of you, it's probably lunchtime, or maybe you're going to watch the afternoon baseball game. How great is this today? We got afternoon baseball with the Braves and Phillies starting up in one hour from now. I know where I'll be uh, tuned into. And then I'll be back with you. For Newswire coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern, Matthew Waters from Legal Sports Report will talk about this big story with fanatics jumping into sports wagering. We've been waiting for this news for a while. What will it mean for the rest of the industry? Where will fanatics rank as far as some of the other online providers for sports betting? We'll talk about that later as we wrap up our show. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. 
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. As we get ready to wrap up, don't forget the early line is coming up next. And then, of course, I'll be back with you at a 2 o'clock edition Eastern for Newswire. But let's see what Davis has on his mind as his Chiefs pull off the comeback last night and win. Here's Davis with today's Sports Grid 6. So we are headed into, uh, you know, the dreaded, game of the year conversation the buffalo bills traveling to kansas city to uh to play the chiefs and there, there's been a couple of these uh where the chiefs have been featured in the quote-unquote you know regular season game of the year and uh you know what craig they've all stunk other than rams chiefs in uh it, it was mexico city that year so that would have been 2019 rams chiefs that game was amazing but uh you know cowboys last year leading the nfl in points scored chiefs number two in points scored i think that game ended 1916 Dak, I think Dak maybe got injured in that game. I mean, it just it just was awful. Uh, Bills Chiefs last year, horrible game in the regular season. The Chiefs just do absolutely nothing on offense. So I am right now. I am just preemptively telling everyone it, it's the two best teams in the NFL battle for the AFC, etc. Like temper your expectations. Both of these coaches, I think, are going to be playing a little conservative. <laughs> You know, it was interesting last night watching that penalty call on Chris Jones for the uh, the roughing of the passer. And, of course, we saw the penalty yes, uh, yesterday or on Sunday, excuse me, uh, you know, on, on Jackson, on Tom Brady. And it seems like the NFL is, is taking a very cautious approach now after the Tua uh, incident with concussions and everything else. And maybe this is all leading to it. And, and there's just like a huge amount of backlash with people who are watching games, not football anymore or anything like that. I got to tell you, like, I, I may take the other side of this. Like, I think the penalty calls were horrible, but anything to protect these guys from their lives and their future with CTE and concussions, like, I'm all for being overcautious with this stuff. So not sure where this is all coming from. That'll do it for the show. Thanks to LTN, our great graphics department, for our producer, Brett Levy, my co-host, Davis Maddock. I'm Craig Mitch. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you back here tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern, for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Yeah. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot 
for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.